You've heard of Taco Tuesdays, but what about Hataka Friday? Santeri Hataka was recently called up to the Devils roster to replace an injured Brendan Smith. And also, looking at the Devils' schedule heading into the All-Star break, it doesn't really fall into their favor most games. However, I still have somewhat confidence in this team, but they're going to have to rely on a few key players to take them to a better outcome. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, College Hockey Club, a play announcer, Dells Ryder for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. I recently made an appearance on New York Post Sports on SNY, so if you want to check out that interview, I will post it in the description below. And just a full disclaimer, I did make one minor mistake. Let me know if you caught it, but it was still great to come on and talk all things New Jersey Devils. I still have some hope for this team. They've just been dealing with a lot of injury and it's been hard for them to play as a cohesive unit. So in today's episode, we're going to uh, talk about a new day within the New Jersey Devils organization because hopefully the dust has settled between Lindy Ruff and the Devils media because we all saw how uh, his his recent postgame press conference went viral the other day when he controversially answered a question regarding Alexander Holt and his ice time. But like many things that trend on social media, it usually dies out within a day or two. Devils have a game against the Columbus Blue Jackets when this episode goes live. So in the first segment, we're going to talk about a roster move made by the Devils because one player heads to the IR, but the other player gets a call up. Now, here's the thing. I know it's never good when a player heads to the IR, but I'm actually very excited for this particular call up because I was actually rather impressed with this player during training camp, preseason, and also development camp when I was in attendance. Then in the second segment, we're going to talk about uh, some players that need to step up their game for the Devils as we approach the uh, All-Star break. And then to round it all off, in the third and final segment, we're going to hear from Eric Halla and what the Devils need to work on and also how their schedule fares the next few games. Because the thing is, like I said in the previous episode, the Devils have been leaving a lot of points on the table, and you can't really do that, especially with how tight the Metro is, and you don't want to be on the outside looking in come the end of the season because you're going to be tossing and turning all night. So let's talk about the recent roster move made by the Devils. So Brendan Smith, unfortunately, he had CIR. He sustained a sprained knee in the game against the Boston Bruins, and he's going to miss some time now. This absolutely sucks. Like I said, it does hurt the Devils' depth in terms of defensemen. Uh, you can have your own opinion about Brendan Smith. I do like his physicality, and I love his aggressive nature. I think he's better suited as a forward compared to a defenseman, but I think he's been somewhat useful for the Devils, especially on the PK. So you never want to see another player head to the IR. But on the flip side of that, Santeri Hataka, the Finland player, gets the call up from Utica. Now, I'm actually rather excited about his debut with the Devils because he has appeared in 28 games with Utica. He racked up two goals, 
seven assists for a grand total of nine points. He has also spent 22 minutes in the penalty box. But the thing is, is that Hataka does have some NHL experience because during the 2021-2022 season, while with the San Jose Sharks organization, he appeared in nine games and he had two assists. Now, the thing about Hataka is that we all know how he joined the Devils organization. He was a part of the Timo Meyer trade package. And I think of all the assets that were included in the deal, aside from Timo Meyer, I was actually looking forward to the development of Santeri Hataka. Now, I've had the chance to speak with uh, Hataka during development camp, so I'm going to play that soundbite momentarily. But first, let's talk about some background for Hataka and what Devils fans can anticipate from him. So what I noticed during preseason and also training camp was that Hataka, a very good stay-at-home defenseman, and he was holding his own on the Devils' blue line. So I think a game that comes to mind during the preseason, which Hataka suited up in, was the game against New York Islanders, and he was rather impressive because I remember doing an episode centering around the possibility of him joining the Devils roster, and I said very unlikely that he makes the opening night roster because he is the odd man out. At that point, the Devils' defense was already pretty much solidified. Shimon Nemetz, I knew he was trying to uh, scratch and crawl, crawl his way into the opening lineup, and I said, if Shimon Nemetz has little to no chance of making the opening night roster, I said, Santeri Hataka, his chances are pretty much zero. But it still doesn't take away from the fact that he impressed me during preseason. I said, if the opportunity ever presents itself, I would actually be somewhat ecstatic to see Hataka play because stay-at-home defenseman, knows how to assert himself on the defensive side of things, and don't expect too much flash from Hataka. But at the same time, that's not really much needed. I think the Devils need another aggressive defenseman and with how Shimon Nemetz has performed with how Luke Hughes has performed and also a lot of people are excited for Cal Foot and what he could potentially bring I I think Santeri Hataka falls into that same category so I'm really looking forward to it all right like I said moments ago I had the chance to speak one-on-one with Santeri Hataka for a couple of minutes during development camp now I've played this soundbite in a previous episode before but while I have a captive audience because more people watch uh, my in-season episodes compared to my off-season episodes unless the Devils make a move. Let's uh, hear from Santeri Hataka. During the summer, he talked about his overall game. He talked about what he's excited to do in a Devils sweater. And we also talked about how satisfied he was with his performance during development camp. Take a listen. So I just want to go back a few months uh, when you were traded from San Jose to the Devils organization. I just wanted to get your... Uh, your your thought on it like uh what went through your mind when you realized you were going to be traded to the devil's organization of course it was a huge shock when i heard about the news but uh it was of course like i was super exciting and happy to get traded and i get a great organization one of the best in the league right now and uh they battling on the Stanley Cup like every every single year, so uh, yeah, I was I was happy. How was the adjustment going from Barracuda to now Utica? Uh, it was pretty same. It was pretty same. Uh, uh, of course, I didn't play with Utica, but uh, like everything there was uh, it was super smooth to go there, and uh, like all the people there was super nice for me, and the boys were good, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was super super smooth. How has this uh, week of development camp gone from your perspective? Uh, it's been a fun week. Fun week. Uh, I have seen a lot of boys here, get to know everyone and uh, staff and uh, trainers. Everyone like being so, so 
nice to me and like it's been a fun week. So what are some of the goals you have uh, going into the season? Um, of course, I, I come to the, the mentality to the training camp. I want my spot from the team and uh, compete from that, that spot and uh, I want to take that. For anyone who might be unfamiliar with your game, how would you describe it? Um, fast skater, will puck well. Uh, good on the D zone, can play on the O zone too. Two-way and uh, just get just playing in that scrimmage, suiting up in the Devils uniform. Just want to get uh, your thoughts on that. Uh, it's it's great to be in new colors. I like the red. I also found it uh, hilarious that he says that he likes the red and black a little bit more. I I can't say I blame him. I I, I do like the red and black colors uh, by the by the Devils. Very intriguing. But I also like a little bit of green. Nope, it ain't easy being green, but. I think the Devils um, uh, make it work. But on a serious note, looking forward to send Terry Hataka. I think a lot of people are as well. And I, I think he, he was definitely one of the more underrated assets in the Timo Meyer deal. Okay, we're going to talk about some players that need to step up their game for the Devils momentarily. But before we continue, let me tell you guys about Jace Medical. Because I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for the real world? Because I can't imagine a more helpless feeling if one of my family members uh, gets sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medications they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay with Jace Medical because the Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illness, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, skin infections, and others. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Okay, so like I said at the beginning of the episode, I had the chance to appear on New York Post Sports on SNY, and we talked all things devils. I gave my thoughts on the injury-plagued roster, how the Devils go from here. And I want to take one of the questions that they asked me during the interview and incorporate it into today's episode. So one of the questions that was asked me was like, who needs to step up for the Devils? Now, one of the players I highlighted was Alexander Holtz. Now, obviously, Holtz and his circumstance is a little bit different, but I want to highlight a couple other players, and I will go back to Alexander Holtz as well. Now, just a full disclosure, when I say step up their game, it doesn't mean these players are performing bad, but we still need to see uh, great performances from them night in and night out because the Devils are heavily shorthanded and their schedule not really that easy after the Columbus Blue Jackets game. So I'll save my discussion for looking ahead in the third and final segment, but when looking at some players that need to step up their game, I highlighted three players that we should keep an eye out. So the first player that comes to mind is Michael McLeod. Now, Michael McLeod has performed phenomenally for the Devils this year, and he knows how to play the 200 sheet of ice. Now, why did I uh, choose Michael McLeod in particular? Well, in 42 game appearances, he has 10 goals, nine assists for a grand total of 19 points. But I think the word that comes to mind for Michael McLeod is that 
he plays the game H-A-R-D. He plays really hard and he plays like he's wearing a construction hat or, or something like that because it's all gas, no breaks with Michael McLeod. And the Devils really need his energy the next few games because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but when looking at some of the outings against the Montreal Canadiens or the Boston Bruins, sometimes the Devils weren't generating that many good looks for themselves. But one player that I did not have to worry about was Michael McLeod because he was playing with great speed. He was getting to the net. He was creating good looks for himself and others. Now, at the beginning of the season, Michael McLeod was obviously a bomb six player, but with the injury sustained to Jack Hughes earlier in the year, Nico Keisher, Michael McLeod has seen a lot of top six minutes, but he still helps the overall depth for the Devils. And I think he is a solid top six option for New Jersey right now, especially with them missing so many assets. So I'm focusing on his offense. I'm focusing on his defense. I'm focusing on his playmaking ability. And not only that, phenomenal in the faceoff department, which I think is a very underrated stat because I was talking with Jersey Joe about this a few episodes ago. And I said, why aren't more people talking about the fact that Michael McLeod is on pace to have the best faceoff win percentage in a single season in NHL history, not Devils history, NHL history. And Joe said, like, it's a very underrated stat. People are more focused on uh, the goals, the assists. But faceoffs are very vital because it helps give your team possession no matter what uh, end you're in. So I think Michael McLeod just checks all the boxes for the Devils. Now, is he going to put up all-star-like numbers? No, but that's not what's needed from him. He does a little bit of everything, and I think that's one of the reasons why Eric Hollow was so essential on the Devils roster last year. Because he did a little bit of everything, especially towards the end of the season. Offense, defense, special teams, working the corners, face-offs. Everything that we said about Eric Halla towards the end of last year, we're saying it the, the same for Michael McLeod. So I think Michael McLeod is definitely a player that I have my eyes set on the rest of the way until the All-Star break. So once again, when I say that a player needs to step up their game, I'm not saying that they're necessarily bad or anything. But if you felt like you could, you gave it your all, you need to give a little bit more, especially during these unprecedented times for New Jersey. Second player, this player recently returned from injury, and that's Timo Meyer. So I know that a lot of people like to clown me and say, like, I'm, I'm always big on Timo Meyer. I never really ridicule him or his contract. Well, I stand by it. I stand on business. Timo Meyer is a very good player. Now, similar to a lot of his teammates, he just has not had the best of luck. He has dealt with a few injuries. The first time he returned from injury, didn't seem like he was at 100%. It took him a few weeks to get back into it. But in the previous outing against Montreal Canadiens, the first time that he's played in a few games, I saw that Timo Meyer was creating good looks for himself, and it seemed like his speed was up to par. So I'm going to look at Timo Meyer because of one thing, his history in this sort of circumstance. Because remember when Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer were out for an extended period of time, who was carrying the devil's offense, especially while on the power play? It was Timo Meyer. So Timo Meyer is an important piece on this devil's roster because like Ken Danico said in the previous telecast, he's a big body. And that's something that the devils have been missing the last few games when they've been dealing with these uh, quantity of injuries. So Getting Timo Meyer back, he was a 40-goal scorer last year. And the reason why I said he wasn't going to be a 40-goal scorer this year was because I felt like the scoring chances would be finished off by Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt. And I didn't factor in that Timo Meyer might have might get injured. That's not how I wanted it to, to go. But at the same time, now that 
Jack Hughes is out, uh, and Timo Meyer now slides into that big three role along with Nico Keisher and Jesper Bratt, maybe we could see Timo Meyer rack up a few more goals, especially on the power play for New Jersey. So he impressed me in his return against Montreal Canadiens, and I'm not just the only one who said that. Bill Spalding and Ken Danico also acknowledged it on air. So that's why I picked Timo Meyer as an important piece on this Devils roster to help uh, uh, New Jersey rack up a few more wins before the All-Star break. All right, this third and final player, this is a player that I touched on during my interview with New York Post Sports on SNY, and that is Alexander Holtz. Now, I said that Alexander Holtz and the reason why he needs to step up his game is just because it seems like it's going to have to be a perfect outing or nothing for Alexander Holtz. Now, I said this during my interview as well. I think Alexander Holtz has a lot of untapped potential and I think it could be unleashed a little bit more if he's given just a few more extra minutes of ice time. But given how the season has gone so far for Alexander Holtz, seems like he's always the odd man out. And I stand by what I said in the previous episode. I think Alexander Holtz deserves a lot more ice time and he deserves more credit for what he's been doing this year. I didn't anticipate for Alexander Holtz to be this good, if I'm being completely honest. I thought he was just being groomed for the trade market at this point. So I think Alexander Holtz deserves a couple more minutes on the ice, but at this point, he's just going to have to have a perfect outing. Now, he's not good defensively, and his passing needs some work. But at the same time, uh, and I've been reading some of your guys' comments in, in, in the previous video, uh, there's a lot of players who make mistakes, and I even said it in the previous episode, so thanks for having my back in that regards. But, you know, play, a lot of players have made mistakes this year when it comes to maybe defensive end turnovers, two-on-one opportunities, or maybe just not executing the playbook well enough because I gave some examples regarding Dougie Hamilton, Jack Hughes, or the goals that were led up in the previous outing, particularly Shimon the Mets on that second goal to the Montreal Canadiens that gave uh, Waugh his first career uh, NHL goal. So my thing is like Alexander Holtz, I don't know why he's given the short end of the stick. Uh, Lindy Ruff is not afraid to criticize him to the media and be somewhat rude about it. But I think Alexander Holtz um, is very underrated. And if he could just do what he did in the previous game against Canadians, I think his ice time will go up just a little bit more because uh, I remember when Lindy Ruff was uh, criticized for Jesper Bratt's ice time last year and look what's happened. Look what's transpired since then. Jesper Bratt is one of the main point getters for devils. In fact, he's leading the devils in that regards while Jack Hughes is out. So those are my three players that need to step up for New Jersey during the absence of these many injuries and also with how the schedule is going to look going the rest of the way until the All-Star break. So once again, just because I say you need to step up your game doesn't mean you're performing bad, but if you think you've given it your all, you need to give a little bit more. So we're going to talk about uh, what the Devils have been working on in practice and how the schedule looks the rest of the way. But before we continue, let me tell you guys about Indeed. So if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So the one thing I love about Indeed is that you can create your own business through Indeed by hiring the right uh, people for the job and uh, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so you can use uh, Indeed the better it gets. And listeners of the show will get $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. So just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed 
on Locked On Devils. Indeed.com slash Locked On. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Okay, to round it all off on today's episode, let's hear a soundbite from Eric Kala during a recent Devils practice. So he talked about what the Devils have been working on and how they can utilize it going forward, especially with uh, the game against the Blue Jackets tonight and the few games that follow suit. When you were talking about practice, could you just expand on some of the areas that you guys did want to focus on to keep building off of? Yeah, it's just, um, you know, kind of both nets, uh, net front stuff of, uh, you know, making it hard for the opposition to get second chances off of rebounds or, or whatnot in the crease. And, and then on the forward side, just, uh, you know, trying to get there and, and create those. So, uh, you know, just net front battle stuff. And, and uh, I think it's good. It, Brings the competitive juices for the guys, and and, um, and uh, it's, uh, I personally love it. I think that's been a big issue for Devils this season because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but it seems like uh, the talk of the town for Devils is their poor rebound control or, or the fact that they fail to clear the zone sometimes while on the PK or five-on-five, five and it creates more uh, offensive opportunities for their opposition. So I'm glad that they're working on it, and hopefully they can change it just a little bit more because it's been a bit of an uphill battle for New Jersey this season, and I think that's uh, safe to say. But when looking at the schedule, this game against the Columbus Blue Jackets is a must win. No ands, ifs, or buts about it because the rest of the way does not fall into the favor of New Jersey. So after this game against the Blue Jackets, the Devils will have another game, a back-to-back game. It's been a huge Achilles heel for the Devils against the Dallas Stars. Okay. So this season, the Devils have been half and half when it comes to back-to-back because they have not won two games in a row back-to-back, but they have not lost games back-to-back either. So they'll usually split. So if I had to make an educated guess, I would say they would win against the Blue Jackets, but against the Dallas Stars, that might be a little bit difficult. Then Monday, they take on the reigning Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. Thursday, they take on the Hurricanes. Saturday, Tampa Bay Lightning. So this schedule is looking rather more difficult for New Jersey. So here's how I think they need to formulate it going forward. So let's just anticipate that they're going to lose to the Stars on back-to-back because that's been, once again, a big Achilles heel for them. But I would say they've been shown capabilities of beating the Lightning before. If they just had a better showing from Vitek Vancek that game, I think the Devils actually win it. And they went into OT, so they walked away with the points. So I think they can definitely win against the Lightning. Hurricanes um, depends on how the Hurricanes forecheck the Devils because it doesn't matter if the Hurricanes are at full strength or shorthanded. If they play aggressive against the Devils, pretty much lights out as proven in the playoff series. So we'll see how that goes. And for the first time in a good while, we'll see a rematch of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs because I've been looking forward to the, uh, the matchup against the Hurricanes for quite some time. and. Uh, surprisingly, uh, the first matchup between these two teams comes in 2024 during the 2023-2024 season. So a little weird. But Monday, oh, against the reigning Stanley Cup champions. Um, yeah, uh, that might be that might be a tall order, but we'll see what happens. The Vegas Golden Knights have lost some trap games before, so maybe they'll underestimate the Devils and the Devils can take advantage of it. But The Metro is tight, and this season is not over by any stretch of the imagination. So I said it during uh, my interview uh, uh, with New York Post, and I will say it on this show. The Devils still have a chance, but they got to rack up as many points as they potentially can, and you got to win the games 
that you know you could potentially win. So against the Blue Jackets, that's a must win. Against the Dallas Stars, we'll see what happens. Against the Vegas Golden Knights, we'll see what happens. But if I had to take my money to FanDuel, I would look at the Hurricanes game and the Lightning game. I think those are games that can help the Devils just a little bit more. It's not going to be easy, but if I had to pick uh, a few games in which I think the Devils can win, I would say Blue Jackets, Hurricanes, and Lightning. But games that might be a little difficult for Devils, I'd say Stars and Gold Knights. So let me know what you guys think. How do you think the Devils will close off uh, the rest of the games heading into the All-Star break? And if any team needed a, a break during the All-Star festivities, it's this New Jersey team. So leave your thoughts on Sateri Hataka. Are you looking forward to his... Uh, debut in a devil sweater and what are you expecting out of them here's your guys thoughts so leave a comment down below if you're watching on youtube if you're listening on podcast streaming service hit me up on my personal x app at trey matt four or the show's x app at locked on devils as for today's episode that's all the time i have for you so continue to stay safe have a wonderful day in new jersey go devils i'll catch you guys next episode praying for a devil's win because they really need it